Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Protect yourself from identity theft and take complete control of your debit card with Secure Lock Equip from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Visit FABNT.com for details. Member FDIC. We'll talk more about Razorback basketball right now, actually, as we go to the phone lines and welcome in Curtis Wilkerson of Hogsports.com, who does a great job covering all things Razorback basketball. And maybe he can make sense out of what we saw on Saturday. So, Curtis, appreciate you joining us. So, yeah, ha- help us make sense out of this, man. Help us understand what that was on Saturday. And is this going to be a common theme with this team? Well, I I wish that I could could help everybody make sense of that. I I might be just as, you know, confused as everybody else, including Eric Musselman. Um, I I don't think it's going to be a common theme with this team. And, you know, I I think a lot of people point to the the stretch that Arkansas struggled with last year before they turned things around. And and every team is different. Circumstances are different. But I think the point is, you know, Eric Musselman has a track record of, of his teams improving getting better as the year goes along and, and really playing their best basketball when they need to down the stretch. Uh, but they've got a lot of work to do. And I, I think that's a, a pretty obvious statement at this point. You know, Hostra, listen, that, they're, they're a pretty good team. I mean, they put a scare into Houston and, and Maryland earlier in the year, but no team from the Colonial Athletic Conference should, should come into North Little Rock uh, without their leading scorer and beat Arkansas. And, and you know, I, I think the Razorbacks look just kind of disconnected for stretches on both ends. Uh, and they're just still really trying to figure out their identity as a team. And they ran into a, a Hofstra squad that kind of represents a lot of the things that Arkansas has been struggling with in terms of, you know, on both sides of the ball, defensively and offensively. So it was just kind of a, you know, cumulative effect. And they're going to have to bounce back in short order because they play again tomorrow. Well, I think the most disappointing thing to me, Curtis, is that they had a week. You know, they, that Oklahoma game happened last Saturday. They had a full week to get ready and to go down to North Little Rock and, and be able to bounce back against Hofstra, and they, and they just didn't do it. And it was extremely frustrating because I felt like what Hofstra was doing, especially offensively, wasn't anything crazy. It wasn't like they had one guy that just got hot from three or anything. They were just running the pick and roll, and Arkansas had zero answer for it. And I guess that's what made it so weird is because it's like you think at some point you'd adjust or, or force them to do something else, but they just kept running it, and Arkansas kept falling for it, and they kept scoring because of it. Yeah, you know, it's, it's very true. And, and it, you know, they did. They had a week to prepare. And, you know, obviously coming off of that, that tough loss against Oklahoma, and, you know, Musk said that they really spent the first three days of the week working on themselves before really diving into Hofstra. You know, he was proud with how they looked Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. But he said Thursday wasn't a good practice. And, and you know, that was the day that they were really going all in on Hofstra. So I don't I don't know if maybe there was some trickle down from that. But, yeah, you know, it's true. Hofstra didn't do anything uh, particularly elaborate. Uh, you know, you mentioned the pick-and-roll defense. It was a struggle. And, and, you know, Musk talked about it. We just talked to him. We had a press conference a little bit earlier this afternoon and he said, hey, you know, we had a plan A, B, and C for, for how to guard that pick and roll, and, and they were aware of it and, uh, you know, how effective they, they can be, uh, you know, with those guards and set them. Uh, and they went through all those options, and, and the execution just wasn't there. And sometimes it's, a you know, one particular guy, uh, but you're only as strong as your weakest link. And so, you know, they really struggled to defend that. There's no doubt about it. Uh, they put an extra emphasis on – 
guarding the three-point line. They knew Hoster coming in was a really good shooting team. Uh, and they did a pretty good job. I mean, held them 7-22 from three. But when you're overextending and running teams off the line, it really opens you up to get to get drove on to the rim. And, and Hoster adjusted. And they had a ton of just straight line drives right to the basket for layups. And, uh, and help was nowhere to be found. So uh, a lot of breakdowns there defensively that they're going to have to work on. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's communication and, and coming together as a unit and as a team. And just really figuring out who the five guys and, and you know the guys they're going to go seven or eight deep in the rotation, uh, who those guys need to be that are going to play together. Well, and I think another thing that made it even worse to add salt to the wound is that Bebe is the one that was killing them. You know, like a guy that was on yeah. the Razorback roster uh, previously, and he just comes into North Little Rock and has his way with them. And I guess now the question becomes, and I think Mus we played the clip from him in his press conference, which was very short. Uh, but uh, he was asked, you know, how does he, you know, what's the problem and how do he fix it? I mean, how do they fix this, Curtis? Like, because it was one thing where it was struggling and they were still winning because, okay, it's like, hey, yeah, they have these issues, but they at least are good at other things that give them the victories. But these past two games, it's looked like those problems have really come to a head. How do they fix these problems? Yeah, it, it, that, that was an interesting thing that he said after the game. And he also mentioned that he just thought Hofstra just played harder. And, and that's not something you hear very often come out of Eric Hoffman's mouth. Uh, and so I think it can start there, you know, just kind of really getting back, especially on the defensive end. You know, there, there's things scheme-wise and, and technique-wise that have to be sharpened up. Those guys have to work, you know, on a string together, all five guys. But really, defense, it starts with intensity and effort. And, you know, I, I think those are things that they can control, you know, in the immediate aftermath of this game. We've seen it from this team before, they've been a little disjointed offensively really all year. But on the defensive end, I mean, I, I was sitting 10 feet away from the action in Kansas City when they played. Uh, you know, listen, Kansas State and, and Cincinnati aren't world beaters, but those are pretty solid teams. Arkansas didn't have much going on by way of, of shooting the ball and, and knocking down shots, but they really dug their heels in. They were overwhelming at times with their pressure on the defensive end and their intensity, and that's what won them both of those games. So, you know, we've seen it. Maybe they need to go back and watch that film because I, I think that type of intensity from Arkansas, uh, and, and we're talking about a completely different story uh, in this game on Saturday night. Yeah, no doubt about it. And it's like some of the questions that I know we've been asked here on this show today, and I'm sure you have as well, is mm-hmm. why is K.K. Robinson only playing very few minutes? Why didn't Connor Vanover get in on the, any action? Like the way that – they were scoring at will in the paint. You feel like, hey, a seven foot three guy might be able to disrupt something at least a little bit. But uh, did, what were the answers behind that of KK's and Connor Vanover's lack of playing time? Yeah, it, you know, those are some things that we ask much about, and you know, he, he doesn't dive too deep into into individual players like that. But you know, with with KK and uh, you know, he kind of mentioned with the team as a whole that you know this whole thing it's 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 an evaluation from practice from prior games and, and setting up, you know, ideal matchups for upcoming opponents. And that's kind of what dictates the starting lineup and the initial thoughts with the rotation. And then once you get into the game, you know, all bets are off. And it's kind of about the flow and, and what you're seeing from certain guys. And You know, I, I thought KK did just fine when he was in there early on. And, you know, I don't know that uh, he, he did anything to warrant not coming back in the rest of the game. But, you know, J.D. Note did sub in there for him and, and just had a quick burst 
Arkansas was looking for some offense at that point, and you know he wound up eight of sixteen. He hit four threes, and and Must said today, you know, he thought that he played phenomenal outside of the turnovers that he had. So I, I think maybe he was a bit of a victim of circumstance there. I understand that you know it doesn't it doesn't really look great to the to the naked eye. So you know we don't know what's going on behind the scenes. You know at, at practice and who's performing and who's not on on a day to day basis, but. Uh, I do think this team's in a situation where, you know, you've got one more game separating you from the start of SEC play, and, and you don't really know who your guys are. And so maybe some of those that haven't been seeing, you know, the extended playing time, you're going to have very few opportunities to be able to, to maybe comfortably get them in there and just evaluate and see what you have. So I was hoping to see a little bit more, you know, on Saturday. Maybe we'll get a longer look on uh, on Tuesday. We'll see. He mentioned Van over also. You know, as a guy that that they like to start to just see if the matchups work out for him, we we talked about that a ton. And you know, he said bringing him off the bench can be difficult at times if you fall behind, because when you do, usually you want to speed up the game, and that's not that's not Connor's game. So I, I think that's kind of what limited him. So a lot of mixing and matching and, and tinkering with things. And you know, like Must said, it was later on in the season when Devo and Jalen Williams really settled in. So they're going to continue to work and try to find the right combination and push the right buttons, you know, until they get it right. Speaking with Curtis Wilkerson of Hawksports.com here on mm-hmm. Out of Bounds. So, Curtis, looking at tomorrow's game against Elon, you mentioned the quick turnaround. Give us a little preview of what to expect out of Elon, because I feel like they probably know the blueprint to stop Arkansas or to try to beat them. But uh, what do you make of this team, and will, will this be a, one of those sneaky, tough tests for Arkansas? Well, it could be. The one thing I'll say about Elon, you know, they're 3-9 they're and nine on the season. They've just played a brutal schedule, so they're not going to come into Bud Walton Arena intimidated. And this is a group that's played uh, at North Carolina and at Duke. They played West Virginia. They played Ole Miss. I, I believe they played Florida also. So that's a, that's a pretty stacked schedule, and a lot of those games, you know, they've hung around pretty tough uh, throughout the first half and into the second half, of, you know, before the, the talent just kind of, you know, helps these other teams pull away. So I, I would expect to see something, you know, very similar from Arkansas that we've seen over the course of the year in these home games. You know, some stretches of brilliance, uh, probably a few head-scratching moments, and then hopefully uh, for Razorback fans, Arkansas pulls away there down the stretch, but... Uh, you know, another team that is, is a high volume three-point shooting team. I think they're making just under 10 a game. So, uh, you know, an, an area of emphasis, as it has been all season, is defending that three-point line. That's how those mid-majors come in and, and sneak up on you if they're able to make a bunch of shots. So uh, definitely going to be a key for the Razorbacks to guard the three. Do you still believe in this team? Do you still believe that they can make the NCAA tournament? Do you still believe they can make a run in the SEC? Do you still have faith that this can get turned around and that they can be a good team this year? Yeah, I really do. You know, and, and I listen. I've adjusted my expectations too. I I think I came on your show before the year and, and just really thought that this team had the makeup of you know a, a group that could be better than last year. And look, it's it's fair to say they're not as far along uh, as we expected them to be. And you know, a lot of the pieces it's concerning that you're 11 games in, and you know, several guys just really haven't settled into their roles yet. But uh, you know, like I said at the beginning of the call, Musselman's got a track record for getting these things figured out. And just about the time people are ready to give up on them, that's usually when it starts to click. And yeah, I don't think we have any reason to doubt that that's going to be the case again this year. And, you know, the thing about it, too, is they've got the talent. And if you look up and down the roster uh, in terms of, of the players that they have, 
with experience, with track record. If they do mesh and, and these things all come together, there's no reason why they can't compete, uh, you know, near the top of the SEC and, and get back into that NCAA tournament. Once you get there, all bets are off. But, uh, you know, a lot of work to be done. I think that this game tomorrow night is really important in terms of just, you know, turning the momentum around, getting a little bit of confidence back. Uh, before you go into Christmas break, they might need a little reset for a couple of days. And then the SEC starting that, I mean, it's like starting a brand new season, just in terms of intensity. Uh, and it, it just means a little bit more. So, uh, you know, hopefully they get things figured out and, and kind of get re-energized and refocused uh, and then just come together. You know, at some point, it absolutely should mesh. And when it does, it's going to be a really good game. Well, another question that's been posed is people talking about Arkansas's games in Central Arkansas. I think that they're 12 and 10 uh, since uh, Simmons Bank or Altel Arena, Verizon Arena, whatever you want to call it in the history. And you played some good teams there. I think Illinois, they played a couple times, Oklahoma State, West Virginia, or Baylor, I think they played there. Uh, so there's been some good teams, but considering for the majority of their matchups are usually very winnable games, 12 and 10 is not great. And even that case, like, you know, two years ago, you needed a crazy end-of-the-game run to even beat uh, – I even forgot the, what the team's name was. So, But the point is, is that even when they've had games they've won, there's been some struggles. Do you think that there's any correlation to having that game in Little Rock and poor play, or is it just a coincidence? I, I mean, I would like to say that it's just a coincidence, but you get to a point that I mean, maybe it's not. I don't know. You know, it's, it's really strange uh, the way that works because – you know, when you think about neutral site games and, and stuff like that, or just getting outside of your home arena, I guess, you, know, you always wonder, you know, what, what's the crowd going to be like? What's the energy going to be like? And Simmons Bank Arena was rocking yeah. on Saturday night. I mean, that was it was incredible. Like, I've been to every game, fortunately, so far this season and in person. That was by far the best atmosphere that, that Arkansas played, and that includes that game in Tulsa against Oklahoma and, and the games in Bud Walton. I mean, it was a a wow crowd. They were engaged and energized. And, uh, <laughs> and that's typically the case, but for whatever reason, you're right. Uh, games just get weird <laughs> in that arena. And I can't put my finger on it. And, you know, I, I'm going to have to say it's a coincidence, but I, I'll be honest with you. I'm not confident in that answer. It's just, uh, crazy things happen in North Little Rock when the Razorbacks are in town. I, I just I don't know why. It's unbelievable. Yeah, and, and that's the thing is, like, I tried to tell people when we were talking about it, I was like, I'm not trying to say that the, the, the crowd was bad because it's not. The crowd shows sure. up, the crowd is energized uh, and, and everything, and I feel like there's, I'm not trying to say even take games out of Little Rock because I, I feel like that shouldn't be the case at all. You should have games, especially basketball games with the crowd and everybody that shows up. But yeah, it's just been something that's been a head-scratcher uh, for Arkansas basketball too, and you know, I, I like the games down there, and I, I hope they continue on and everything. But, geez, it's just something about, like, the frustrations, I think, they're just pouring over the people, too, when you have back-to-back bad performances and then you have this game in Little Rock and, and, and the way that they looked, especially when you felt like the crowd was bringing it and trying to bring the energy and all that. That's what makes it so disappointing is the expectation gets set and you also have a lot of excitement, but nothing to make of it when it comes to those games. Yeah, yeah, that's that's so true, and... Uh, you know, it is, it's it's frustrating for the fans, uh, you know, for, for a team that came in so highly ranked to be going through uh, some of these struggles. But, you know, you you got to kind of try to separate yourself from it a little bit and look at the big picture. Uh, you know, how many teams have, have, you know, high major programs have lost to programs like Hofstra this year? They haven't packed it in for the season, you know. So uh, it's, it's a little bit of a part of the process. you got a lot of moving points. 
you know, even Eric Musselman at this point said today that he's pretty sure this is the first time since he's been coaching college basketball that his team has taken back-to-back losses in non-conference play. And listen, we know how competitive that man is. So, uh, you know, nobody's more motivated to get it figured out than, than him and the Razorbacks. And it's just such, it's still early in the season. So I know people get mad and, and irritated when they hear that at this point, but mm. they haven't even started the league play yet. So a lot of basketball left to be played. And, you know, I think just trust the process and try to be patient as difficult as that may be. And, uh, you know, eventually these guys should get it figured out. Well, Curtis, as always, man, we appreciate you joining us. Hopefully tomorrow's game goes a little bit better for the Razorbacks, man, and I know we'll be catching up with you. And have a Merry Christmas as well. Hey, I, I appreciate it. Thank you guys for having me on. And, and Merry, Christmas, uh, Merry Christmas also. I appreciate it. Again, that was Curtis Wilkerson of Hogsports.com joining us. Always good to catch up with him and get a little breakdown on Razorback basketball. He's not concerned. He's not panicking. doesn't think that the world's coming to an end when it comes to Razorback basketball. So if he's not, then I'm good on it too. But they got to get some things fixed. There's no doubt about it. It's a crazy turnaround. Like they have Elon tomorrow. Game's tomorrow, tomorrow night. Like they don't have time to mess around or anything like that. So they got to get it going. So yeah, sorry, Todd. Game out of their system and get prepared on a new opponent. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So either way, we got one final segment. Then we got three and out. Man, this is flown by. But either way, it's still Reaction Monday. 501-661-1037 is the number to call or text in if you want to get in on it real quick. We'll have some other headlines and some more messages for you coming up next year on Out of Bounds. Stay with us.